Yellow. Listen, it's time to podcast. You feeling it? I'm feeling it. It's been a while. It's been a while, but if you don't mind me saying, I don't think you're going to have any troubles getting back on the metaphorical horse. The metaphorical horse. You know, yeah, I think I'll be fine. I think uh, the big thing is that uh, I need to refresh myself on the news that I've missed because, yeah, you know, I just wasn't really looking into stuff. I felt out of touch, so I started looking into things. There you go. What did you find? What did your, what did your beady little eyes stumble upon? Well, I was messaging you this about this earlier, but I started watching the Game Awards because it's literally going on as we record this. Um, interestingly enough, I didn't really care about anything they showed so far. So, tell me, tell me a little bit about what's going on because I I'm aware of the event, but I also had no idea it was happening. Yeah, so they do this every year. It's kind of like the Grammys of video games, you know, they they similar thing and everyone can go on and vote for the different categories like best audio design best whatever and then of course the big one is the best overall game of the year and that's sure. that what that's what decides it um so that's going on now and they always they had like the pre-show which is what i watched which is just a bunch of premieres of new games and i uh, just there was only one that looked remotely interesting to me and what I, uh what were the contenders for a game of the year did you see the option I didn't, but I can actually look that up. You can do that, and I'll vamp by saying a lot of things have happened, and this is where we talk about them. It is. It is. So Game of the Year award nominees are Resident Evil Village, mm. It Takes Two, mm. Psychonauts 2, mm. Death Loop, oh. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, mm. and Metroid Dread. Have you played, uh, oh, nope, wrong game. You said Deathloop, and I thought you said Returnal. Two different words. Yes, they are two different words. And to answer your question, uh, no, I haven't played any of those yet, which is oh. which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, have that's... We, have we, sorry, sorry, let me, just, let me just, let me just stop you right there. Did we talk about you uh, um, obtaining a, a PlayStation 5? Have we talked about that since we've been on the, 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 the thing? I don't recall, um, but for those okay. who don't know, I own one. So you 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 got your grubby little hands on the console. You you went to war on the internet. You paid an obscene amount of money to some, pennies to others, and you now have that sweet little console in your bedroom. I do. I have the router sitting next to my TV, as some <laughs> would say. Nice white router there, white yeah. and black there. There are a lot of uh, jokes about what it looks like. At least it's not called a refrigerator like the Xbox is. Sure, sure. But no, I do. I do own it. And yes, I just I haven't played a lot on it, mostly because, you know, I get off work and then friends like, hey, come play this game. And so then I do that and then it's come time for Mario bed. Mario Party 17. Yeah, I don't know what one they're on. I guess it's technically the 12th is what they've just recently released. Though they, they stopped Mario putting, Party? Yeah, they've stopped putting numbers on it, of course. This one's oh. like, a, this is like, not really a remake, but it like includes all the Nintendo 64 and GameCube Mario parties into one. Basically, it's like a celebration collection or something. So but they're selling you what you already had. I didn't own all of them. In fact, interestingly enough, before this came out, some of the GameCube Mario parties were actually really hard to find if you didn't already own them. 
like collector's sure. items. And that's starting to happen with that console. The GameCube, you say? <laughs> yes. And I just want to share one fact. I think uh, the Wii just turned 15 or is about to turn 15. No. And that means, no. <laughs> and that means, and this is going to make it even worse, that when a console turns 15, it is officially considered retro. So that can't be right. So the Wii and everything before it is retro, including the GameCube, <laughs> the PlayStation 2, the X, original Xbox. Um, and that means the 360 and PlayStation 3 are next because they, uh, they were well, after the Wii. So famed, uh, famed referenced cousin Jonah on the podcast will remember that when he and his family, my family, if you will, um, when they obtained the Wii 15 years ago, um, that was the bee's knees, man. You know, you had the motion control. You were playing golf. You were boxing. Mm -hmm. It was a whole new world of possibility. I feel like we were talking about something completely different before we got on the Wii. <laughs> Game Awards. Yeah, it was just an interesting fact I wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, well, it's... Yeah, it's good, yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm going to connect the two points together. Are you ready? This is going to be incredible. All right. I'm so ready. I'm feeling it. So as I watched the Game Awards and the premieres, I started to think about... I just not interested in any of these games. And it was Ouch. like, well, maybe I've just outgrown. I'm just not the target demographic anymore. You know, getting older. I'm not the kid anymore. And then right. I then I started to think about the Wii thing and how it's retro. And that's what I remember from Ugh. growing up for me. And even before all the consoles I had before that, I'm thinking, yeah, I think I just I'm not the target demographic of these releases. Like, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff about Fortnite in the game of the year. There's no, was it really? They just a bunch of advertisements and all the random montages of games and stuff that they do to hype you up for the awards. They're in all of them. Of course, they just had some nothing, big event or something. Nothing hypes up the youth of today like Fortnite. They're getting they're getting Gears of War skins. They're getting Venom skins. They're getting uh they're getting stuff over there. Yeah, and it's like, I guess we should have seen this coming, considering that PUBG and H1Z1 were starting to really get popular. Um, th all they needed to do was hit the console market, and it was over, pretty much. Um, and that's what Fortnite did. Is Fortnite on the, the Switch? It is, right? I, yeah, it's not even on mobile. It's on everything. Yeah, oh, gosh, it's on the toaster. It's on the microwave. I, I it's in yeah. my Toyota. <laughs> Thing is, with with that game, um, with Fortnite in general, I remember, and this is before I upgraded my computer, but my computer still wasn't you know bad or anything, and I actually had a hard time running the game, and not because it it just was not optimized for PC well. So that was my my first time playing. It was lagging really bad. I played for 20 minutes and then got killed. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me. That was my <sighs> not experience. your cup of tea. And that was my experience with Fortnite. But you know what? It makes good. kids happy. So good for them. What a, whatever makes the kids happy. Yes. I think the only thing I'm excited for is the KOTOR remake coming out next year. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's, uh, that's something to look forward to there. Yeah, I, I just sincerely hope that they do not screw it up. Well, listen, there's plenty of time for screwing things up. Like yeah. right now. Like CD Projekt Red. Hello. Too soon? Let's not retread. Too, too let's late? Let's not retread. Uh, well, let's just, let's just not. How about let's do that? Uh, talk about that. Uh, season two 
of The Witcher coming out a week from tomorrow. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. But let's talk about something <laughs> kind of related to CD Projekt. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I was trying to, you know, Olive Branch, you know, Olive Branch. <laughs> Olive Branch. Oh, no, I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the new shows on Disney Plus coming out, Star Wars related. Um, yep. Book of Boba Fett, end of the month there, kiddo. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Seen, seen it's, those trailers for that? I've seen some of them. Here's my yeah. thing. It, of course, looks really good. Of course, it's probably going to be good. But we were spoiled with Mandalorian. It's going to be hard to to match that, I think. So we'll see what happens. I I would like to offer a different a diff a different opinion than what you just said. Um, yes, Mandalorian was good. I would venture to say that. This might not be the most eloquent way to say it, but I would venture to say that it's going to surpass Mandalorian from here on out. Not even just Book of Boba Fett, but just the shows. Because they got the first one out of the way, so to speak. Uh, they have the process. They found their footing. They know what the kids like, just like Fortnite. And now they're just kind of running with the ideas. I'm, I'm, that's, that's where my money's going to be, is in just better content. Interesting take you have there, and I like thank how you, you thank and, you. And the kids uh, in this situation here, in this case, are the you know the thirty plus year old Star Wars fans Correct. from the set from who watched the original trilogy because that's Correct. what it was geared towards, and it needed to be. Um, now <laughs> the most the mo hang on the most important question is is brother Chris going to watch Book of Boba Fett? Has he lost all faith? Is he still in line? What's what's the vibe? What do we know? <laughs> well, I, scoop? I, I know he's still heavily invested in a Star Wars medium, and that is the Galaxy of Heroes app. He, I knew you were going to say both, that. Gosh dang Both it. Chris's are still playing that considerably. Oh, um, oh, so, I, I mean, he's he's going to be a Star Wars fan for the rest of his life, whether or not he wants to admit it. Hi, Chris. Um, hey, but, hey, there, hey there, bud. <laughs> Good to see you at the uh, Madrigal's thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think... No, I'm 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 sure they'll watch. It. I mean, they liked Mandalorian, right? They really liked it. Both Chris's did. So I think so. I think I, I think they did. I, think I, they did. I don't. I, there's a lot. Very few people who didn't like it. Interestingly, though, if you search Twitter enough, you can find them, and they're the same people on Twitter who really, really liked the Last Jedi. All I'm saying, they're very you know, different properties. You either like one or the other. Never both. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't think talk about that for too long. <laughs> Wait, depresses you? One of the many things. Last thing about Book of Boba Fett. I have, I think I've only seen one of the trailers. Um, or maybe it was the teaser trailer. There have been, I think they've put out two more since then. I'm not sure if they've been like actual quote unquote trailers or like teasers or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I remember seeing an article like within the past week or so that, that said in regards to one of the new trailers that they reference or talk about his escape from the Sarlacc pit. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> well, yeah, they, have, they, they had to, right? They had to. The, <laughs> you can't yeah. just not Sarlacc it. <laughs> yeah, try to retcon his fall into the Sarlacc pit. Um, I I think that I, I, I would bet all of my money that George Lucas uh, regretted throwing Boba Fett in that pit. Um, just for various reasons. Well, he was like people's favorite character. He has five lines in the whole show, the whole series. Well, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think did his claim like he his first appearance was in Empire, correct? Yes. So his I know I got to turn in my Star Wars card. I should have known. 
Well, so didn't his rise to fame like happen like after Jedi and after the first trilogy trilogy was done? Like I'm sure they had like some little fans, but wasn't like the 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 mythos <laughs> of Boba Fett like like come to completion after the fact? That sounds like a question uh, for Brother Chris there. Brother I, Chris, good lord! I mean, because by the, the horn, by the time we were alive, Star Wars was already pretty much over. In fact, I think it was. When was? You um, could say the same now. Yeah, because Return of the Jedi came out eighty nine, ninety, something like that. Like really, something probably. Yeah, like before we were born. So I mean, at that point, it, he's probably already a cult classic before we're even alive, which is, I mean, that's just crazy. But no, I I do. I think guess you could say it's retro. People just liked his armor, and then he had a jetpack, and that he, you know, he just he, he did what he cool. wanted. He had a cool ship. He did. Hey, really quick, while we're on the topic, let me bring this up. Uh, uh, banter, banter, banter. Hand on Disney Plus, there is yep I, a a and this is probably old news to some by now, but to those who who have a Disney Plus subscription, hark news have I for you. Um, at only 21 minutes long, there is a small little The Legacy of Boba Fett Under the Helmet special on Disney+. Plus. It is a, and I quote, special celebrating the origins and legacy of Star Wars legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett. Um, I have watched it. It's very heartwarming and worth the watch. I just wanted to share that. I also was looking at, they have like those fly-throughs or whatever of the different ships. I haven't tried that, but... Might be worth a watch know. if you're if you're craving some Star Wars content. If you if you're thirsty for Star Wars news, <laughs> yes, I, I mean specifically, and I already said this, but the Koto remake is probably the Star Wars medium media entertainment medium that is most on my mind these days. Um, sure, I'm what I'm most excited about is people who who want who I want to experience the the Kotor games, but. It, they're, since they're so dated, they have a hard time getting into them. So I'm hoping that you're okay. Easy with the shade, man. We can just talk about it. You don't have to just you know the. Hey, it's not you. just you. <laughs> but no, there there is a lot of people who kick, and I and I understand it. I mean, it was hard for me at first. The first time I played the games was actually I was younger, and I remember I was like, well, I don't know, I didn't know what I was doing. It was hard to control the games on the computer. This is a while ago, a long time ago. Listen, listen, listen. Now, really quick. Now that we're we're, we're back on the metaphorical podcast horse, presumably we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, and it's been a little bit since last episode. Again, by my good graces, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to empower you, and give you the 90 second Mass Effect minute, Josh's <laughs> famous segment. What's the update? What what I forget what you t- you shared last time. Did you make it through? Did you finally hit a wall? Where's the spaceship landing these days? Well, first, I want to point out you said 90-second minute, which was funny. I know. Intentional. Okay. Oh, yeah. I remember the joke now. So here, yeah. here is the, the Mass Effect story so far. Um, you got a minute. I have played the first two games, <laughs> and then and we already talked about that. I'd beaten the first two games, and I, of course, really enjoyed them because I love Mass Effect. Sure. Sure. Um, yes, Mass yeah. Effect 3 is what I'm on now, and I have only played it sporadically, just time-related reasons. And uh, no, I'm enjoying it. The third game is the one that had the least amount of work done to it because it really didn't need anything. It was the most modern yeah. of the three, and it's it already looked good. They just up res some textures and improved some things, and it it's fun. I'm I'm loving every second of it. And I'm what's really cool 
is seeing how the game came out and a bunch of people are playing the series for the first time because it's been modernized and it's put all on the new consoles and everything. It's more shiny. And uh, it was really cool. And it's also sparked interest. And so they're making a new Mass Effect game and it looks like they're going back to Milky Way. It's not doing Andromeda. Hey, yeah, that's the first time we've spoken about that. They put out a a teaser, what, somewhat Mm -hmm. recently of a new project. Oh, I'm, yeah. What are your thoughts? How are you, how are you doing emotionally? What what are your feelings? So the first instinct is hype, of course, excitement. This is my favorite game series of all time. They're making a new game. Um, Then I think about the last time I felt this when they announced Andromeda. Uh, Then I remember what happened with that one. Um, And, but it's a good sign that they're doing this in-house. They're not giving it to their second studio like Andromeda for whatever yes, reason. Yes, good. Yes, right. They were too busy cooking right. Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were too busy over or undercooking that one. Maybe overcooking Hello. it in some ways. Um, no, Hello. so then, of course, they're going back to Milky Way, which is awesome because the Andromeda story, some people liked the story. I It just it didn't feel Mass Effect to me. It just felt like a generic sci-fi story, which it wasn't bad, but at the same time, it just it wasn't Mass Effect to me. Um, and so they're deciding to to table that for now, and they're going back to Milky Way, and it shows – I mean, in, in the trailer, you see Liara, and she's like one of the main companions throughout all the games. And so it was cool to see her. And there's rumors that they're bringing Shepard back, and uh, I think that they should. I know that in some of the endings uh, – spoiler warning, spoiler warning, close your ears if you have, don't know this. Some of the endings, kids. Shepard dies. Um, and some of the, there's like one ending specifically where he can live. Um, and so the big debate is, are they just going to make that the canon ending and then say he lives? And I think they should because, and in fact, here's another reason why I think they should anyway, they released statistics from the legendary edition from everyone's playthroughs and they could show like who went, what they, the percentage of player base that went that ending. And it was like 80% plus people oh my. did that ending anyway because most people want to be the good guys so um, of course i i think that they will now those are the positives for it why i'm excited here is my skepticism um the guy who who was the director of bioware and the mass effect trilogy originally he had left the company and then he came back for the help with legendary edition and also for this new game but then he left again like he'd only been there we'd already talked about this before i think so that's a bad sign. Um, and also because I Bioware hasn't had a win in a while, you know? So we'll see. We'll see if they can turn it around. I love it. I love it. Well, again, I don't remember what we talked about last time. I was just trying to look at the, the title, trying to boost my... Okay, kind of... Oh, we talked about the DC Universe. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I, it, it wouldn't be fair, unless if you had something immediately to go to, but it wouldn't be fair to give you Mass Effect a minute without my Battlefield bash. Um, so if it's okay with you, I'd like to formally go into the next segment of Josh's Battlefield bash. Oh, you can, but I kind of feel bad that you're choosing Battlefield after what we well, talked about in person the other day. Well, I feel like it's fitting, though, right? Because, I, mean, I mean, in the, uh, the early thralls of the show, I think... <laughs> I don't remember how long we've been doing this, but that was that was my golden goose egg, right? That I was looking forward to. It was, it was my promised land. It was where I needed to go, which was Battlefield 2042. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to it like a like a mindless sheeple. I pre-ordered it. You know, my 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 loins were burning with anticipation. 
Well, it has since been released, obviously, and I don't think it was out last episode that we did, so I'd like to just share some thoughts. Um, what? It's been out officially for, like, what? Has it been a week now? It Technically two, two-ish two weeks, I think, because there was, like, a... Like, if you pre-ordered it, you got it, like, a week early. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, little early access. Um, mixed bag, Battlefield 2042. <laughs> mixed, mixed bag all around. Um, my cliff notes would be... I feel it looks really good on my Xbox Series S. I've seen a lot of other footage um, from what I believe were series consoles and like, you know, PlayStation 5s and PCs where it doesn't look super flattering. Mm -hmm. Um, And on last gen consoles, it kind of plays like like Play-Doh. But I think it looks really good on mine. Like it's smooth. It's not, you know, it's not perfect by any means, but it looks really good. Um, Specialists are questionable. I don't hate it. But it's also just kind of confusing. Um, and it's it's fine. <laughs> I feel like that's the most generous thing you could have said. Come on. It was. I kind of I kind of sputtered out at the end there. No, honest to goodness. I I genuinely and I'm I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a fanboy. I'm not of I really like the Battlefield games. You know, they have my heart, but I, I wouldn't apologize for it. But honest to goodness. I think it's fine. I don't think it's groundbreaking. Um, but I also don't think it's a, a, I don't think it's necessarily a dumpster fire. It, uh, it hasn't had the smoothest launch, um, from all collected reports. Um, but you know, it, it truly is fine. The maps are, are pretty cool. There's, there's not a whole lot of guns. It only launched with conquest and a, a, a mode called breakthrough, which is kind of like rush, except you have to capture two points at the same time instead of, you know, exploding them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fine. I, uh, this could be a whole nother conversation, but I have been playing more of halo infinite multiplayer than I have battlefield, which kind of makes me sad, but also it's fine. Cause I like halo infinite multiplayer. Um, last thing on battlefield, it's been rumored with a grain of salt that the next battlefield game will be a hero shooter. I don't know how I feel about that one. It's it's a poor choice. <laughs> I can't remember who who had shared that. It was someone who like is known for decent tidbits of information in that community. But um just going off of how they, they changed the specialist system obviously. Um so you kind of have heroes already in 2042. And mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like a, a you know dipping your toe in the water so to speak. But I digress. So yeah they dipped their toe in the water the the water which is the fan base attack them like piranhas for doing it and their yeah. reaction is to then dive in i don't know man it, i don't know it's and i don't think it's just i mean this is dice and ea right it's still dice making battlefield correct so they had a battlefield a couple battlefield games that didn't do too well they had some battlefront games that didn't do too well what's going on over there because they used to be known for being like these giants in the shooter genre and I don't, is do they just lose all their their talent or? I don't know. I don't know. It may it might just be leadership. Usually, when stuff like this happens, it's it's high level leadership that makes a bad call and forces everybody to go around go with it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I might have shared this in one of our other conversations uh, in Persian, but I, and again, I can't. I was I think it was the the walk culture boys on the YouTubes. Those those British folk. Um, they were talking about how. 
uh, this was the first year in a very long time where a Battlefield, Call of Duty, and Halo game like came out in the same year. And and I would I would cite the source if I remembered like what episode they talked about it then because they had better facts. But they said something to the tune of from all and from all observations, it would appear that Call of Duty had the best launch. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that fascinating because <laughs> hey uh because the whole battlefield thing that we just talked about mm-hmm. um halo has the whole battle pass uh fiasco which i think i think and, and i could be talking out of my butt i feel like that's an easier fix all things considered i think that's just making the choice to fix it whatever that means mm-hmm. but yeah I'm, I'm rambling go ahead no and i think halo has some other not as is uh grave i guess is the word i'd use as as battlefield but has a lot of the same issues like lack of guns lack of maps lack of game modes um game modes is the most egregious one people are like where's all no slayer playlist (laughs) right and there's not like the the action sack like the infection all the fun game modes that people would play all the time they just weren't there and people were thinking okay it's just the beta and when the game comes out on the eighth which it has now (laughs) foolish foolish people (laughs) nothing came out but the campaign they didn't change anything in the multiplayer so uh, and and yeah, the battle. Put some new cosmetics in the shop. <laughs> yes, cosmetics in the shop. That's that's what they were needing. Um, so yeah, no Halo. Um, it, here's my thing with Call of Duty Vanguard. It had the cleanest launch it possibly could have, I think, which was good on them for that. Um, here's a detractor. It was has Activision attached to it, so there are a lot of people were are still boycotting that company right now because of the stuff that happened. And then three. It's just not being talked about, you know. And I, I don't even like Call yeah. of Duty is just never talked about anymore. I feel like it's. A, do, you, do you think so? Like, it's, of course, it's still one of the most played series of all time. Even now, it has incredible sales and all that, and player numbers. No one talks about Call of Duty. Like, you go, you, you type. If you look at the search engage metrics for all three of those games, Battlefields, of course, is really high because everyone's like crapping on it right now. But Halo <laughs> okay. and Battlefield. Up leading up to the release, were way more searched and talked about on Google than than hmm. Call of Duty, which is I don't know why people aren't talking about it. It's just like so. It, what, yeah, what do you think that means? That is very interesting. Do you think that it's it's just a a result of same old, you know, New Year same old product kind of thing? And I'm not not necessarily bashing, just like oh, it, it is just another Call of Duty running as as well as they do. For most part, I think Call of Duty, when it first released Modern Warfare, the original, I think they grabbed hold of an audience that they have been milking and that they got extraordinarily lucky in, as developers when they released that game. When they did, they made a good game. I mean, Modern Warfare was like it was like one of the most graphically beautiful games at, at the time. If you remember, like nothing came close to it when it first came out. And then it was just like fun, casual, running around shooting stuff. It was just like it was fast. You got in the match quickly and you leveled up quickly. You were constantly getting new things. It was just addicting at the time. And they just don't need to change the formula because those same players will buy the game and play it every time. Like in, we, like Cousin Dylan made all, those claims, Dylan. made all those claims that he wasn't going to play it. And we all knew he was, and lo and behold, he is. Because I, I had my doubts. <laughs> I I knew he was because he he would he's been saying that about every COD for the past like three or four that's that have come out. Um, that he just doesn't want to play it, and then then of course you know friends get him into it and he starts playing it. A dog returns to its vomit. 
Yeah, I mean that's the thing is the game doesn't need to change. It's the same with Madden, um, any uh, most sports franchises, any yearly releases, and even Assassin's Creed games. Um, they've recently been trying to change it, which is admirable of them. But for a <laughs> long cute. time, and and actually Pokemon's in this too. They they're every two years now, but they they're too frequent of releases that they don't put anything in development time. It's all just well, let's just put a fresh coat of paint on it change the theme and re-release it and if, if it's selling why would they do anything different you know is uh is assassin's creed still on the every other year cycle i forget uh it's either that or three years now i don't know how long no it's not three years no way they don't have the gull well it's not yearly anymore if that's if they didn't go back right, to yearly correct. so i think correct. it's still yeah. two years at least okay um yeah because they're putting more time and, and and lo and behold when they put twice as much time the games have had been better reviewed i think they were realizing want, that people were falling out of it so you want to know what doesn't get talked about i'm ready what is it assassin's creed <laughs> that's well it was for a while was it was uh, did, did valhalla go off with a bang i forget we probably talked about it i don't remember odyssey got a lot of people talking about it i played it for a little bit origins <laughs> got a lot of flack i played that to completion and then valhalla came out Here's the problem. Never touched it. Valhalla came out around the time Valheim did, I think. If you've did heard it. of that one, and I think that that's the you I can only you, Valheim is. people can only take so much Viking, you know. So they went with that <laughs> that's one. That's a quote. Yeah, um, I, I did. Yeah, I just think it was releasing a bad time. Two games of the same theme. One of them hit the content creator sphere, like streamers and YouTubers, and that's but that's what else. And and I'll say this till the day I die. Companies either realize that content creators are better marketers for the game than anything than their own people in the company, or they don't, and then they don't sell well. Um, if a, mm. if a streamer plays your game, no matter what it is, how old it is, how bad it is, it will become popular. Look at Among Us. The game was out for two years. Mm. No one even knew it existed until the streamers started playing it. Then it was massive. And, and that, now they're making Among Us theme parks and stuff. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And the same thing happened to Fortnite. Ninja started streaming it. Oh, it's Shroud and all the biggest streamers. Him and his green hair. What, is he, what are they thinking? It's, it's so interesting because you have companies that are fully endorsing that and, and they're giving sponsored streams to these streamers, paying them lots of money to play their games. And then you have other companies like Nintendo, which are stuck in the past and like copy striking everyone who even makes even a... a shred of a reference to them um mm. on their videos it's it's an interesting time to be alive some companies get it and some don't and i think we'll see in the coming years uh which companies uh really take advantage of that like raid shadow legends which is an ad in a commercial oh, on literally everything you can't you can't click on a youtube video without a raid shadow legends ad showing up that's why i don't watch youtube videos ever for never ever for never ever ever never for never i don't believe you you shouldn't. I'm a liar. Everyone watches YouTube. That is the truth. Oh, what else? What's all, what else is on your brain? What else is what else is cooking? On my brain? Oh, yeah. Well, well okay. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> let's see here. I bought the Switch OLED, actually. O-L-E-D. You, you did? Why? Yes. <laughs> um, well, because it was on sale, and it's been sold out everywhere. How much do you want for your other Switch? I don't know. Okay, we'll talk later. Well, probably not a conversation we should have on the podcast, <laughs> you know. Ah. <laughs> uh, I want $3,000 upcharge. Good. Just like good. they're selling the consoles on eBay. Gross. It's, it's not good. It's not healthy. 
No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I bought the OLED because it just it, it was in stock and it wasn't upcharged at all. It was still just three hundred dollars on Nintendo's website. So I said, okay, and I went for it. Um, there you go. Every, it's like literally six hundred plus on eBay right now. So, ugh. but you scooped you scooped one. I did, and the screen does look way better, and it's actually bigger. And the biggest upgrade for me, which I know only affects people who like to dock the Switch like I do, is it has an Ethernet port for internet, so you don't have to oh. use Wi-Fi on it. And that, because oh. Nintendo's netcode for in, for wireless games is already bad, and then playing Wi-Fi on top of it, it's just it's not playable. Um, not like I play too many games online on the Switch or anything, but... Now I have the option. Should I so choose? You have options. You're a guy with options. You have options to choose from. Many options. Oh, and the new Final Fantasy expansion, the MMO, Final Fantasy fourteen, its latest expansion just came out like on the 3rd was early access is when I got in. So I've been playing that. What, do you want an award or something? Uh, No. The game's pretty fun, though. Oh, good. Um. So I just rushed through if if anyone watches this and is a Final Fantasy fan, they're going to hate me for saying this, but I just like wa- rushed through to get to max level and skipped all the cutscenes and dialogue. Um because it's a Final Fantasy game, they're always known for their stories. And this one in particular is known for having a really good story and engaging story playing through the game. Um and I have a separate character where I'm doing that, but my main character I'm just playing with friends, so I need to be max level to do the content. So I did that. But you're no. not in it for the plot then, you're saying. You're in it for the grind, you're in it for the experience, you're just you're, you're cruising through. Yeah, I have a separate character that I'm going very slowly through the plot. It's taking me time because my time is limited. It's like a resource. I need to <laughs> I need to distribute it into the correct locations. Um, yeah, sure, sure. Good sure. portion. You're a sower, a reaper of good things, right? Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um so I think that, that's pretty much it for me. Um, that is, yeah, Switch, I got one, played it a bit, I guess, and Final Fantasy. What about you? Very good. Nope. Um, let me think. Nothing super wild. Uh, la, 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 la. Yep. Been playing a good amount of Halo, Battlefield we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, I've uh, been watching Hawkeye, Disney Plus series. Um, in my humble opinion, uh, best Marvel show to date. Um, and I, uh, uh wife Sarah agrees. And we have our reasons that we mm-hmm. can get into at another time, but re- really enjoying that. Um, we've been going through, as you know, and we'll, as we wrap up, uh, we've been going through the Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. in preparation for No Way Home, which is a week from tomorrow, which we already have our tickets for. Um, what a what a what a blast! What a blast from the past going through those films, uh, the Tobey Maguire ones. Um, I don't remember the last time that I saw Spider-Man 2 up until last week when we watched it. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a good time, though. They're, they're a good time. They're a good time. Um, now we have uh, the Andrew Garfield films. And then we're going to go uh, We're gonna go see what uh, Mr. Feige has for us in the uh, Spider-Man uh, universe there. So that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I it should be good. I can't imagine it won't be. You know, it should. You know what? At the bar, at the bare minimum, it should be good. Yeah, I mean, there there hasn't Spider Man hasn't been in, the two Spider Man movies were good that came out from MCU, so can't imagine it'll be any different. I I would agree, and you know what? What we'll probably do maybe maybe next episode we'll we'll, we'll plan, but maybe uh 
maybe we make sure that we both have seen the film and we do a little deep dive into the film next episode. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine with me. I'm down for that. Um, I do have one thing I want you to do, some homework between now and then. Oh, please actually. don't. Okay, whatever. What no, it's about? a show. It's not too long, though. Have you heard of, oh, Ar- okay. have you heard of Arcane? Yes, and I, I thought to myself, I'm interested in this. And then I remembered the several other shows that Sarah and I are trying to make our way through, and I sighed. <laughs> so do you know what Arcane is based on? League of Legends. Yes. So here, here's a joke for you. Um, I'm ready. All League of Legends players across the world, myself included, have been memeing about this because we, when the show came out and a bunch of non-League of Legends players are watching it, um, as obvious by the fact that it surpassed Squid Game on Netflix. Um, Oof. Yeah, it's like the number one it, show on Netflix. Really? Yeah, it was the number one show on Netflix. Oh, wow. It's pretty popular. Here's the thing. It's getting people to try League of Legends, and I'm, and I'm, we're, we're all saying don't. Don't try League of Legends. It's, we, we've played it because we're hooked and because we keep going back to it, kind of like the aforementioned COD players and Madden players. Um, it, but it's, it's a very toxic experience playing League of Legends. Um, the community is yeah. not very good, so... Yeah, I can't imagine wanting to do that. But, you know, with great power and watching shows on Netflix comes great responsibility uh, by not following through with those desires. But <laughs> like last week and the week before and the week before and the weeks to come, this has been the Greater Mythos Podcast, something that I forgot to say at the top. But that's okay. It's Josh and Josh. We're going to leave now. Hello.